our Father and our God, again, we just say thank you. Thank you for the sweet, sweet, sweet communion of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for uh, those times of refreshing, and thank you for allowing us to come together one more time. Father, to give you glory, honor, and praise. Be with us now in these brief moments, Father, as we share what you've given, that we would all be made better and you would be glorified. It's in the precious name of our Savior, your Son, Jesus the Christ. Let every heart say. Again, um, just so thankful to uh, Sister Jones. You were missed last week, and uh, you cast a huge shadow on City Church. So just, uh, just know that. Um, we're continuing our systematic study of the Acts of the Apostles, and uh, today we pick up at the 17th verse of the third chapter. This has been a, uh, a wonderful journey for me. I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. Um, I really am. I, I, any, most Bible, uh, Christ followers, read the Bible once, twice, several times and you've read Acts, you know, the Gospels and all, but to now go through it in this way, for me, as the presenter, I guess it makes sense, is that you, you do more than just read it as a devotional. You're reading depth into the, hmm. So the 17th verse. Now, fellow Israelites, I know you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders, but this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer. Find it interesting uh, here that unlike uh, when he addressed the crowd, uh, the chapter before at Pentecost, Peter says that those that were complicit in the death of Christ acted in ignorance. They didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know what they were doing. This is an obvious, obvious to me anyway, uh, hopefully obvious to you, this is an echo and consistent with what Jesus said while on the cross when he asked the Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Um, what he's saying, I don't know. I'm not quite sure what I'm saying, but I do know is that we, if we're not careful, we as Christ followers, I'm not talking about folks that just say they put on the title of Christian, which means nothing, but as Christ followers, uh, we expect a whole lot of folks that aren't Christ followers. We expect a whole lot of stuff out of them. Well, why aren't they nice? <laughs> well, why, they don't, why don't they behave? Well, why is there war? Why? It's like, you're not serious with the question, are you? We, 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 we fail to connect the dots, the obvious dots um, of ignorance. Um, but, but before we allow them and ourselves to uh, run for cover, and it's like, you do know that they do teach now, today, ignorance of the law is no excuse. 
well, I didn't know I'm supposed to stop at the red light. Well, I don't know how you pass the, 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 the DMV test. Uh, you know, you can score 70 and still get a license. Uh, but even if you didn't know that aspect of the law, ignorance of the law is not an excuse. So now if you're, uh, you know, how we, how we like to do sometimes, it's like you want to get up to that line and you kind of like put your foot over the line, but you don't want to step over the line, but you get up to that line. You, you know what I'm talking about. Don't, 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 don't pretend like it's like, oh, I'm born on Holy Avenue. It's like, a, it's like you know, you kind of like nudge up to that line, but I don't want to go over that line. So is intention versus unintention just a distinction without a consequential difference? Because I might be able to play mental games in my mind. Well, see, if I don't know, I don't know. And if I don't know, then uh, I get out of, you know, I got the get out of hell free card, right? You know, uh, uh, the short answer is no. No. And what about no, don't we understand? No is no. Uh, the result of the act, whether it's intentional or not, uh, the result may be the same, but it ma it's a matter of our heart, and that's where God is looking. Where's your heart at? Where's your heart at? God, through Moses, made it clear at the beginning. Now, there's, there's, there's a difference, but we're going to get to the heart, but there's a difference. As he said to the cult in uh, uh, the 17th chapter of, of Numbers, but if just one person sins unintentionally, that person must bring a year-old female goat for a sin offering. Boy, we'd have a whole lot. There wouldn't be anything at, uh, <laughs> at country in the community. I mean, all your goats would be dead. I just, I'm just saying. Uh, the priest is to make atonement before the Lord for the one who erred by sinning unintentionally. And when atonement has been made, that person will be forgiven. One and the same law applies to everyone who sins unintentionally, whether a native-born Israelite or a foreigner residing among you. But on the other hand, anyone who sins defiantly, whether native-born or foreigner, blasphemes the Lord and must be cut off from the people of Israel because they have despised the Lord's word and have broken his commands. They must surely be cut off their guilt remains on them. Thank God for grace. Uh, thank God for grace. Because uh, God knows it's like you get yourself in those situations. It's like, well, God, if you bail me out of this one, you know, I, I won't, I won't, I, I'll, try, I'll do my best not to do that again. Uh, but we do those things. There are some sins of intention and there are some sins. It's like, gosh, I didn't know. I just, you know, I, I didn't know. Well, now you know. You hang around us long enough, you're going to know. Well, I didn't know you're not supposed to do this. Well, you hang around us long enough, you'll know. You remember those times when we were marching through 1 Corinthians. You remember that. You, you guys were here. Saw a lot of hung down heads. A lot of hung down heads. It's like, uh, it's like the text is the text. The text is the text. Our responsibility is to deal with the text. And nobody's casting judgment or is like, oh, yeah, boy, oh, you, shame on you. Well, I, I might as well point at the mirror, shame on me. But the text is the text, and we don't run from the text. That's why I say about City Church, we don't take ourselves seriously, but we take the word of God very seriously. God is love. God is slow to anger. 
God is merciful. God is patient. But God is holy. God is righteous. And God is just. Consequences come with our actions. But even as David understood, well, I'm going to put my, the, the consequences of my action in your hands. Because I know whatever punishment you give me is going to be better than whatever I would give myself. And that's a, that's a, kind, of a kind of a comma, not a complete period pause. But we can be so hard on ourselves that we alienate ourselves from God. God, you'll never forgive me. You don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've done. And we ain't here to compare notes right now. <laughs> Pastor, you did that? Oh, please, you did the same thing. Whatever it is. <laughs> Whatever it is. Well, I never did that. I know, Sister Meeks, it's like, there's a, I say it and I mean it. There's a little bit of Jeffrey Dahmer in everybody. <laughs> the, the, it, I mean it with everything in me. Sister Meeks is like, everybody's not eating everybody else. It's like, no, but your tongue might be eating someone else. Chewing them up and spitting them out. It's just like, in Jesus' name. You know, it's just, <laughs> I just had to give them a piece of my mind. I had to set them straight. <laughs> that's, that's what we do. There's a little bit of Jeffrey Dahmer in all of us. And we need to recognize that. Thank God for grace. Uh, I can hear God speaking. I really can. As I was preparing my notes, I could hear God speaking to Cain. We don't know what the, if he wasn't so... Uh, cheeky and, and angry and sin-filled uh, when God asked. It's like, where is your brother? Where is your brother? What if his response was a whole lot different from what he said? And I'm a, <laughs> what the, how do I know? You killed him, you ought to know. You, you, you killed him, it's like, God, I don't know what happened. I mean, I just, I know what happened. But I don't know. I, I, I throw myself at your mercy. That wasn't his response. And too often that's not our response. We will, we'll, we'll spend time trying to twist things around and justify why we did what we did. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, I mean, it's a, God keeps bringing me uh, perfect examples of me. And it was a situation a few weeks ago or whatever. And I threw myself at the mercy of Gail. I just like, you know, I just said, you know, I am sorry. I, I'm sorry. It, I, there's, there's no period, full stop. Well, I'm sorry, but this, no, it's like, I'm sorry. We don't, we love to justify why we do. That's it is. Well, I'm sorry, but you know, if you hadn't done that, then I wouldn't have done that. But I'm sorry. No, you're not. No, you're not. If sorry, me, I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're sorry. All right. All right. But I mean, literally that's, that's the, you've heard me share the story of my daughter, my Rachel, uh, during that time of, you know, single father trying to raise some kids doing the best I can. Oh, when I have kids, I'll do better. Oh, you do please do better. I'm just doing the best I can right now. Yeah. And she said, well, I'm sorry. I, you know what? I'm sorry for you being sorry. I really am sorry for you being sorry. I'm sorry that we're caught in this loop of you sin and I'm sorry. But you're really not sorry, but you're saying that so you can keep moving on in your sorriness. And that's what I'm saying. I'm sorry for you being sorry. 
because there's really no genuine contrition. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. So in today's text, Peter explains that ignorance has consequence, but there's an opportunity. Verse 19, repent. Repent. Isn't that a novel idea? Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord and that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. Heaven must receive, must receive him until the time comes for God to restore everything as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. For Moses said, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You must listen to everything he tells you. Anyone who does not listen to him will be completely cut off from their people. Unintentional or intentional, doesn't matter. The required response is the same. The command is to repent. And the word order is the same in the original text too. Repent then. You still have the conjunction, then, as, a, as, as it relates to everything that was said before, whether in, you, you acted in ignorance. So you cannot just say, oh, well, I didn't know, so, okay, well, let me just keep going. No, no, no. You acted in ignorance. You were complicit in what went down. Then, repent. I'm of the opinion that coming to Christ too often is not accompanied with a recognition why I'm coming to Christ. Got quiet on me. I'll say it again. I'm of the opinion that too often when we walk down the aisle, raise our hand, we don't join that action with what is it I'm really doing? Am I joining a fraternity or a sorority? Am I being part of a religious cult or club where, you know, they take care of the widows and the, and the orphans? Uh, you know, it's, 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 you know, I can make good social connections. Uh, why am I walking down the, the aisle? Is it a moral decision? I just want to be a better me. I want to stop kicking the dog. I want to stop being a bad husband. I mean, that's it. please stop. But I mean, but, but the, 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 the motivation, we're not connecting the spiritual dots. Uh, well, maybe if I go here, this is, this is where I learned to be nice. <laughs> we got remedial training. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Peter makes clear that there is one and only one reason why we assent to Christ, to repent, to repent. Uh, I wasn't that bad. No, as I like to say, no, we weren't that bad. We're just on our own. We're just bad enough to go to hell. So that's, that's, that's depends on, yeah, well, I, you know, I, I've never killed anybody. That's, there's a lot of people that probably are lifting up their eyes in hell that haven't killed people. It's more than that. It's, it's totally more than, you know, oh yeah. If a, if a couple came together and it's like, well, I never cheated on you. Well, maybe not physically, but you cheat on me in every other respect. It's more than that. 
That's why I say our relationships, how we relate to one another as spouses, how we rear our kids, how we relate to our, to our, to our, our co-workers that, you know, half the time we say we can't stand going to work. It is like, well, again, I keep, I keep trying to remind us, do you think God saved us just for salvation? He put us in this place to be salt and light. So how will we live this out in a tangible way? So we have to allow the Holy Spirit to live out in a way that we can't even, it's like, I don't even understand why I want to go to lunch with this coworker that I know in my heart. They despise me, but I need to spend time with them. I'm not doing, I'm not wasting my 20 bucks on lunch on that. That's exactly why you need to go there. Sister makes his ass, so it's like, well, Pat, well, Pat she doesn't call me pastor, but <laughs> It's like, well, you do this, you do this. It's like, I don't have an affinity for for eating out or whatever. It's it's like, no, I have to do this. God requires this. Not out of a religious roteness, but the spirit of the living God is saying, you need to meet with Jessica Alarcon. You need to meet uh, with Kimberly Smith. You need to meet with Zach. Why? Because you got no food at home? No, no. He has put me in this space. He has put you in this space to live out the gospel. What does that look like? I don't know. I'm not you. But it smells like Jesus. (sighs) Repent. That's what we're called to do. Repent. Period. Full stop. But Peter then gives three positive consequence benefits, collateral benefits, if you will, uh, as we turn. First, you repent. Why? So you don't go to hell. So uh, he puts it more artfully, so that your sins may be wiped out. We do know that we're sinners, that all have sinned, all all, not some, not a few, not, you know, well, my sin, yours, yeah, no, all have sinned. All have come up short. All have a debt you cannot pay. You, you do know that, you know, so, so that's, that's one. It's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, and again, under the heading of uh, being religious but not being him, it's like, and I, and I, sadly, I have a, a lamp on my, I'm just too cheap. It's like, it's going to cost me 50 bucks. I don't have 50 bucks just kind of laying around. Lamp next to my night, on my nightstand, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It looks like a lamp. Well, Pastor Beeks, why do you have a lamp on your nightstand that doesn't work? Because I'm too cheap. <laughs> I, I, it's just right. I don't know why we're, I just, it needs, it isn't functioning the way it was designed. And that's, if we're not careful, that's us. We're not functioning the way we were designed. The light could be broken. Probably it's unplugged. It looks like a lamp, but it ain't doing what lamps do. Lamps are supposed to light. I know this is so profound. You just think, wow, boy, you went to seminary for this, huh? Lights are designed to illuminate. 
It's not a coincidence. It's like you are the light of the world. You're the, it's what you are. You're the light of the world. You know what? Look, I, it's all I can do is to worry about the little light, little light in my house. I'm, I'm, this little lamp is too tired. My battery's running low. He didn't ask you any of those things. See, that's, and that's where you're, you're running on your own strength. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, it's a, you, you need to tap into that inexhaustible supply of energy, call it the Holy Spirit, that allows you, calls you, motivates you to do the things you wouldn't otherwise do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, you guys think that I just wake up every Sunday morning and just come bouncing down 4th Avenue and it's like, <laughs> I can't wait to get to City Church this morning. <laughs> you have lost your mind. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> In Jesus' name, I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I'm glad every Sunday that I am here, when I leave, I thank you, Father, for allowing me to get here and to exalt you and to be amongst your people. I am, I am made better, and I hope that you've been glorified. But at 5 in the morning, on a Sunday morning, when it's a little cold outside, the sun ain't getting up too early, Oh, yeah, well, pastor will be there. Well, where are you? I'm just, I'm just saying. That's one. Our, so our sins will be wiped out. The second thing is that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. That times of refreshing may come from the Lord. That your sins may be forgiven and that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. There are no parallel, every, every theologian that I check. Uh, in doing this, there are no parallel texts. There's something in Exodus, it's kind of, sort of, but not, it's not even worth bringing up. But there is no parallel text. So, so what, is, what is this times of refreshing thing? Um, it's very subjective. But that said, I don't think it's a theological leap to see that through the text, as uh, I was thinking, Sister Jones, the words of this song... You all don't even know this song. You, it was written long before me and sweeter than the day before. Those times of refreshing. It goes in part, every day with Jesus, sweeter than the day before. Every day with Jesus, I love him more and more. Jesus saves me and keeps me. He's the one I adore. Every day is sweeter, sweeter than the day before. And that just, the essence of that song, it just came to me uh, that it's like, that's time of refreshing. Life is life. Life is, life is, <laughs> to borrow from another uh, song, uh, song, song group or whatever, you might know this one, uh, Sister Wright, Frankie Beverly and Mays. Uh, joy and pain, like sunshine and rain. See, that's, that's, that's what the world offers. But those times are refreshing. It's sweeter than the day before. Well, what happens when I get the breast cancer diagnosis? diagnosis? Is it sweeter than the day before? Or is it sunshine and pain? Or sunshine and rain, joy and pain? Is it, well, what is it? I, I, it's, it's in and through our relationship with God that provides meaning and context for everything that we experience. It's in and through our relationship that provides meaning and context for everything we go through. Otherwise, it's just random, 
unfortunate experience or I just got lucky that day. And I found a $20 bill on the, on the ground. Ain't I lucky? You know, well, who, who, the guy who lost a $20 bill. Uh, it is in and through our relationship that provides us times of refreshing even in the darkest of our circumstances. When all hell is breaking loose in our life, those times of refreshing, those, those spiritual opportunities are there. I'm closing. The third consequence of our repentance is the return of the Messiah, Jesus the Christ. It's all of this is in the text. So that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he might send the Messiah. I, okay, so I can't, I'm not going to go out on a, on a huge theological limb. Only the father knows when his son is going to come back, period, full stop. Only the father knows. But uh, there, is an, an, there is something embedded in the text and something that we know in our spirits that since God didn't just put us on this earth to be saved, he put us on this earth to witness and to evidence him, then there is some aspect of our witness and his soon return. How does that all fit together? I don't know, and neither do you. So, what, so, so what's the whole point and purpose of this? The point and purpose of this is that it flies in the face of what would otherwise be our personal, our individualism, if you will. I'm saved. My kids are saved. We're good. We're just waiting. We're just doing the, the four-corner stall in, uh, in basketball. We're just waiting for Jesus to beam us up. That's all, you know, and that's, you know, nothing wrong with private schools, but that's uh, evidence of that. Well, let me pull the salt and light of where salt and light needs to be to be in, and let me put it in, you know, like, let's just put my salt and light in a container and make sure there's a citadel, a fortress built around it, and then we'll just wait for Jesus' return. That's not what he's called us to do. We're supposed to be in the mix. See, see, uh, we, we, we get it mixed up. It's like, oh, yeah, I go to a bar. Well, yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything about alcohol, but I'm not saying you don't go to the bar so you can act like the world. You go to the bar so you can be a witness. Oh, pastor, you know, you can't go to a bar and be a witness. Why can't you go to a bar and be a witness? Why can't you? Why can't you? But, well, you know, because that's my... Well, I want to go there and I want to do my bar thing. See, see, that's the problem. See, so you keep peeling back, then you understand what it is the motivation why you do what you do. That's why we have to really examine. I mean, when we give the, 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 the what Paul's words to the church at Corinth and we give the information uh, where he was given the admonishment, let a person examine themselves. Look at where we're at. Look at where we're at, individually and collectively. Look at where we're at. I'm you know, City church? I'm talking about bigger than city church. I'm talking about the community. I'm talking about the city of Sacramento. I'm talking about, you know, again, I, again, I'm done. I, I hate Facebook. I really do. I just, on the personal, I just, I hate it. It's, it's, it's a cesspool. But we have to be in that space because we have to be salt and light in the cesspool. Uh, but folks are like clapping their hands and giving each other high fives because they cleared out Alhambra and Broadway. They cleared out Alhambra and X Street. If you know, you know. 
They cleared it out. So where did the folks go? <laughs> it's not my problem. It's cleared out. Don't have to see it. Life is good. Verse 24. Indeed, beginning with Samuel, all of the prophets who have spoken have foretold these days, and you are heirs of the prophets and of the covenant God made with your fathers. He said to Abraham, through your offspring, all peoples on earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. That's the takeaway. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. Well, he was talking to the Jews. At that, at that time, yes, he was. Now he's talking to you. Yeah. Now he's talking to you. Um, our relationship, it's a mystery. It is a mystery. Why did, in God's providence, why did he allow us to be born now in this space, in this time? Why weren't we born in Somalia, Kiev, Gaza, Jerusalem? Why, why weren't we born there? Why? We don't think about it because we, we're kind of navel-gazing. We're just thinking about what we're thinking about, trying to get through the day, trying to, to hurry up, Pastor Big, shut up. I got dinner reservations at 1130 somewhere. So that's what, we, that's, that's what we think about. I don't know. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's just the OG in me now uh, because as you, as, you, as you start to approach the, the tape, then it's like, okay, now I understand the, the twists and turns of the race that led to this point. I understand. In the, in the preparation, in the, in the, as they say on the Boston Marathon, I think there's a place that's called the Heart Attack Hill or something like that. It's like, boy, you really got to go up this hill. And then once, boy, that weeds out people from this, that, and the other. It's, but, but if we're just kind of blindly, blithely going through, skipping through, and uh, but if we listen to that still, small voice of God. Sometimes it says, it's already done. It is already done. Sometimes it's like, it's done and you'll like it. And sometimes it's done and it's going to be a tough road to hoe. God exists out of, outside of time and space. There are no tomorrows, there are no yesterdays. And I mean, we can't even wrap our minds around that, you know, when we really start to, mind goes tilt, you know, it just really does. That God with no beginning, no end, always was, always is, creates. And he creates time and space. And we're in it. But from God's perspective, it's already done. It's already finished. It's, everything is. If there is no, it will be, it, it just is. So it's incumbent on us to understand that the 70 plus minus years that God has given us, it is not, 
what is, what is 70 years? What is 70? I mean, really, when you say, I know, 70 times 365, you know, I, I, I get that. That is just like that. It is so quick. It, it is so quick. But that's, well, well, Pastor, did you always think this way? No, but that's why I'm trying to impart to you. You need to start thinking this way because I wish someone would have shared with me in depth the, the brevity of life and the importance of life, not to just consume it to my lust. Thank you, James. But to do everything, everything that's in my power to please and honor God. How do I do that? And how I, how my, my, my career pursuits, who I marry, who I don't marry, how I rear my kids, if I have kids, where I live, where I don't live, what jobs I pursue, what jobs I don't pursue. Is he a part of that calculus? Is he? Or do we too often, this is what I want, I'm going to pursue that, and God would want to sign on to what I got going on. This is, this is what I want. This is what I want him to do. I've been guilty of that. I've been guilty. Of, you've been guilty of that. So, I mean, it's not a revelation. It's not a, it's like, oh, you're bad. It's like, it's just a fact. But when you know to do better, you do better. When you're aware of it, it's like, oh, God, I've, 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 I've sinned. I need to repent. And with a repentance comes a turn, not just a, well, I'm sorry because I want to go on. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry, and I'm going to change my ways. Let's stand. Um, maybe there's someone that does not know Christ that way. They have never, you know, we've done religion, we've done, we've done whatever, but you don't know Christ. You don't know him. All I ask you to do is just raise your hand. That's all you do. That's all you do. Just raise, I, I want to know him. I want to know what you're talking about. I want to know exactly what it means to be in that koinonia of fellowship. I want to know uh, that when I close my eyes for the last time, and there will be a last time, that when I do it for the last time, I'll wake up in his presence. It's just one. Join the hand of the person next to you, please.